0: Despite the feeling that all things are lost, all is lost for the Colts. There was good yesterday in the Colts' tie against the Texans. The the game wound up 20-20. Colts were down 20-3. to They came back from the dead. They gave themselves a chance to win. While that's not to be celebrated, you've got to understand that there's some good stuff that happened that caused that. So let's talk about the good stuff, then we'll also talk about the bad stuff. We'll talk about Quentin Nelson and his new contract. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule for the Colts. We'll talk about where they are in the standings. We'll talk about the Indiana Hoosiers and what happened to them and for them on Saturday night. We'll talk about tonight's game, Monday Night Football, Denver at Seattle, the return of the prodigal son, Russell Wilson comes home to Seattle for his first game with the Denver Broncos. Talk about all that today on Breakfast with Kent. For Monday, September twelfth, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at BUSR. All your wagering needs right there at BUSR. And when you deposit up to $1,000, they're going to match in free play what you deposit. Plus, if you deposit more than $100, you get $25.00. In free casino chips. How about that? And they're giving away free 20s to like a a bunch of people, which is great. From the members, they draw their free 20 bucks for some lucky members. Let's talk about sports. But first, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button. We're looking for 620 likes because we're going to be positive today. It's not Optimism Wednesday yet. But we're still going to be a little bit positive, and you've got to like positivity, right? Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to donate, donate. We appreciate that. All right. Colts tie the Texans 2020 in the season opener. Let's talk about the good. The good. The Colts avoided losing an opener for the ninth consecutive season. That is a positive thing. Now, they didn't win one, but they did one. That's positive, right? Cup half full. This is truly a cup half full, cup half empty outlook. Like if you win, that's 100% full. If you lose, that's 0% full. A tie, that's right at that that, that equator, right? Yes. So that's good. Um, Matt Ryan, 32 of 50 for 352. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. The interception was terrible. That was a really bad interception. Jerry Hughes continues to plague the Indianapolis Colts and make, and I guess, Jim Ursay and, and Pete Ward are like the only guys that uh, still with the franchise from when Jerry Hughes was here. Ryan Grigson's the guy who traded him. Chuck Pagano's the guy who coached him. They're no longer here, but Jerry Hughes continues to make the Colts play for dumping him Way too early in his career, he had a nice run with the Buff, uh, Buffalo Bills. And yesterday, really put the Texans on his back to lift the Texans to that tie yesterday. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was awesome. 31 carries, 161 yards with a touchdown. Late in the game in the fourth quarter, handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor got you 12 yards. You know, just again and again and again, they give the ball to JT. And he keeps running through people. And knocking them down. And uh, his yards after contact are crazy. And we saw that last year. He had more yards after contact than anybody else had yards in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, really, really good yesterday. Uh, Better than anybody expected after he spent the the entire preseason kind of, you know, sort of packed away in bubble tape or uh, bubble wrap over on the sidelines. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., really, really good. Nine catches, 121 yards with a touchdown. And as you look at the Colts, and you look at that receiving core, you say, okay, we stopped Pittman. We feel pretty good about ourselves. They couldn't stop Pittman. Like I said, nine catches, 121 yards with a touch. Quitty paid two sacks in overtime. Thank God, because Blankenship kicked uh, the, the opening kickoff for overtime, kicked it out of bounds. And so they get it at the 40, and it's kind of a short field to go get a field goal. But because of quitty pay and a penalty, they wound up giving like 13 of those yards back, which helped the Colts get into field goal range for the potential game-winning kick. We will talk about that and the frustration inherent with it in a moment. We're talking about the good right now, so let's stick to the good. Grover Stewart was really, really good. Grover Stewart, two tackles for loss yesterday. He really did a good job of mucking up the middle against the Texans. I I thought Grover Stewart was awesome. Uh, The Titans uh, lost to the Giants, and that's a really good thing for the Colts because you don't want to fall behind the, the Titans in the standings this early with that game in week four coming up against the Titans where if the Titans win that game, You know, they get a leg up on the Colts if the Titans had won yesterday in in a way you're really uncomfortable with. But the Titans lost yesterday to the Giants 21-20. Jacksonville lost too. So, hey, look who's on top of the AFC South. It is your Indianapolis Colts tied with the Houston Texans. That's a positive, right? 0-0-1 leads the AFC South. Ahead of two 0-1 teams. Beautiful. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up this weekend, so you can put them deeper in the rearview mirror if you can play a legitimate 60 minutes against them. The bad, let's talk about the bad, but let's do it quickly. We went over the bad yesterday. You know the bad, but we're still going to talk about it. Fourth and goal from the two. What the hell kind of a, a, a crappy, clever call was that by Frank Reich, who seems to have to validate his intellect every time he goes for it. Take the points. Just take the points. At some point, you know what? Riverboat gambler Reich is going to have to pay off. You, If you're going to gamble again and again and again, eventually it's going to have to pay, or you got to stop gambling and you got to start taking the points. Right? That's just common sense. If you sit at a blackjack table... And and you you spend the entire time splitting 10s. And it never works. You say to yourself, I got to stop splitting 10s. Frank Reich is not one to learn from mistakes, evidently. Very, very smart guy. So smart, I think he feels like he doesn't have to learn from mistakes. It's a problem. Uh, Jerry Hughes, two sacks and a pick. Bad for Grigson for trading him. That was bad. Control Jerry Hughes, control the game. That easy. They didn't do it. Uh, Matt Ryan, four fumbles, three mishandled snaps. How is that even possible for a 14-year veteran? My God. The good part of this, though, is it's easy to clean up, you would think, right? Got to be easy to clean up. Snaps, You've you've got a Pro Bowl center. You've got a Pro Bowl quarterback who's played for 14 years. The exchange between the center and the quarterback should be the least of the problems in this offense. And if I'm Matt Ryan, I'm making damn sure that it becomes the least of the worries of this offense. Uh, Roberto Blankenship missed a 42-yarder in overtime. Now, he did make two earlier in the game. So there's that. However, that miss, critical, obviously. You, you can't miss those. And and Roberto did. And is he going to pay the price? We're going to find out today or tomorrow if he pays the ultimate price, gets fired. Yeah, being a kicker is a tough life. It, it's it Failure cannot be forgiven. Failure in that kind of circumstance. It projects toward more failure. Next time he goes out in that situation, he ain't going to feel real good about himself. Unless he's psychotic. And he's not psychotic. Um, Blankenship, two kickoffs, out of bounds, the field's 53 and a third yard's wide. You ought to be able to keep it in bounds. I don't care if it took a shank bounce to the left to go out of bounds at like the half-yard line. It doesn't mean a damn thing. What the result is, is meaningful, and that's the ball at the 40. And you can't do that, and you sure as hell can't do it twice. The problem becomes, where the hell do you get a kicker now? The 32 best all have jobs. Uh, ten men on the field uh, for a field goal. Matt Pryor tried to run on prior to the field goal attempt. It didn't matter because they were on what? They were like on the four, got knocked back to the nine, and Blankenship made the field goal as they took the delay penalty. But, my God, it, that stuff has got to be cleaned up. This looked like a team that was completely unprepared to play in that opener. And all Frank Wright's job is, and the coordinator's, and the position coaches, is to get that team ready to play for the opener. September 11th, they had since July to get ready to play. That team was not ready to play yesterday, and that's a problem. All right, enough with the good and the bad. Let's talk about Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson got paid yesterday. Four years, 80 million bucks, 60 of it guaranteed. That is the most per season and the most guaranteed for any guard in the history of the NFL. Here's what I don't understand. I, I get that Quentin Nelson is a good guard, but have let's say he is the best guard of all time. What has that brought the Colts? One playoff win since he was drafted in 2018, right? So that's four seasons. You've won one playoff game. How critical is it for the Colts to have the best guard in the history of the game when having him for his first four years which might wind up being his best four years, having him, you you won one playoff game, and you've gone to the playoffs twice. the, The Colts continue to reward players based upon success that hasn't occurred. And that's a problem. And because they have rewarded him to the extent they have, it makes it very difficult to reward others. Michael Pittman Jr., Kenny Moore, and Jonathan Taylor are all coming up for extensions next offseason. They'll have one more year on their contract, just like Quentin does now. That's the time to go get an extension. How in the world are you going to be able to pay Pittman and Taylor and more when you're already paying Nelson and Leonard and Ryan and Braden Smith and Ryan Kelly and DeForest Buckner? There's only so much money and uh, under a hard cap. And I know there's cash over cap, but the Colts don't do that very often. And and those bills all come due eventually. So what? where are you going with this, if you're Chris Ballard? I, I don't get it. And, and I love Quentin Nelson. Wonderful guy, wonderful guard. Good. I'm glad he's getting money but that money's coming out of somebody else's pocket and that somebody else might be more important to the future success of this football team. Four years, 80 million bucks. That's a lot for a guard. Uh, Jags Sunday. We'll see what happens. Hoosiers win 35-22. They're down 10-0 at the half. My God, against Idaho. Looked woefully unprepared to play that game again. Um, you know Shivers, twenty rushes, hundred fifty-five yards. Baszak, twenty or uh, sixteen of twenty-nine. You know what? For one hundred ninety-seven, two touchdowns and a pick. Two and zero. You can't get better than two and zero. That's what Indiana is. Now, do they look like a team that's going to beat Western Kentucky? It, Western Kentucky's two and zero. They got Western Kentucky at Memorial Stadium this week. The good part of the game is that we didn't have to watch a bunch of it if you're a DirecTV subscriber, because somehow things got mixed up and all we got was Michigan on BTN. We didn't get the Indiana game for a good long time in the first half, and the first half stuck on ice, so that's a positive. Also, I chose to not go down to the game, which was genius by me because the weather was terrible, and who would have had any fun in that? Um, Marshall beat Notre Dame, 26-21. Notre Dame has gone from being ranked in the top 10 to being unranked. This isn't good for the fighting Irish. Losing to a team like the Thundering Turds, not good. Uh, Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. They were the number six team in the the country. Beat them 17-14. We love it when Appalachian State wins Purdue, routed Indiana State 56 nothing good for them Aiden O'Connell 17 of 19 for 211 four touchdowns no interceptions great day for Aiden O'Connell uh Dan Dockich, riding uh shotgun in the train for uh the Heisman train for Aiden O'Connell good Denver at Seattle tonight I like the money line for Seattle I think that Se- if Pete Carroll was ever going to just go you know, balls out to win a game. This is the one that he's going to go balls out to win. I like Seattle covering the money line at plus 240 on BUSR. That's me. That's not Ivan O'Idle. Ivan O'Idle, 3-2 on the weekend. He had a good weekend. Uh, Bucks at the Cowboys, 19-3 to 3 if you missed that last night. Dak uh, Prescott evidently out six to eight weeks. Go figure. That's what happens. <clears throat> How about Lamar Jackson turning down 130 million guaranteed? He's got nothing guaranteed next year. If he doesn't stay healthy, if if his Achilles snaps, if he tears his ACL, he loses a ton of money. Take the 130. You're never gonna know the difference. Would you know the difference? If somebody said, I will pay you either 130 million or 250 million, you'd take the 250. But if you took the 130, would you ever notice that you didn't take the 250? I would not. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? By the way, Indiana wins, so we do the Tom Allen celebration. It's what we do, it's how we celebrate Indiana wins, the Tom Allen celebration brought to you by busr.ag. The link. It's in the description. Uh, George Becker, happy birthday. Michael Abrams, bros McVeigh celebrating a birthday. The great Warner, Bubby Mukes, New Albany basketball legend, celebrating a birthday. Joe Sollers, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people up. Don't pull people down. We can make this world better just one person at a time. Make that person you. How about that? Talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports Now, also brought to you by BUSR.